Good evening, everybody. Good evening. It is December the 5th. We are getting together for a Monday night show. 6.56 p.m. on a Monday. We're kicking off a Monday with a lot of, with a lot of fire. Um, I have some, I don't know, got to get through some personal news at some point. I have uh, got um, a lot of interesting things to talk about this week. Got some great guests coming up on the show in the next couple of weeks. A lot of Christmas specials uh, playing out. Tonight, we're going to go down a rabbit hole, though. And then this one is fun. And this one has just been perfectly nutshelled and and brought together by the uh, the amazing minds on the message boards, on the boards in the last 24 hours. So we're going to have to talk about that because we need something fun to do. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the Twitter files uh, all week, although I have some roundup thoughts on that and a couple other things that I want to do serious business. That'll bring us like the, the, to the bottom of the hour. Um, and then I want to jump into something else. That is the little investigation that Kanye West has sent people down to figure out just what he might have been telling everybody or trying to tell everybody about when it comes to Elon Musk and his, his background, his real origin story. Now, we all know, and you cannot convince me otherwise, Justin Trudeau is the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. The timelines line up. The character profiles for his mom and that Pierre guy, it all lines up. Geraldo Rivera was even banging his mom. So we already know about Justin Trudeau, just what it is. He didn't choose it, it just happened, and now look at him. But anyway, tonight, this is something, <laughs> this is something rather interesting. That's what we will be doing going into the second half. We'll take your calls. And, um, and then, I don't know, I got some things to do tomorrow night, too, about, about uh, parenthood and children. I saw this one thing, article about how fatherhood cha literally changes a person's brain. I want to read a little bit about that. But then I wanted to use that as a jump-off point for another show thread that I have launched. It's on the forum on quitefrankly.tv. I stuck it to the top of the forum. And it is called Out of the Mouths of Babes. Out of the mouths of babes, I want to know, and you have to add it to the thread, I want to know all of the different things that you as someone who has been a parent or a guardian, a mentor of some kind, I want to collect your stories about times when children in your life have either shocked you by saying something incredibly profound, hilarious, or utterly embarrassing. So... That's the, that's the kind of thing I want to get to, and we already have a deluge of people sending things in, so make sure you get your, you put your best thing in there. Quite frankly, TV, go to the forum, sign up. It only takes an email address. It's not connected to some bigger political, um, you know, social media network, so you don't have to worry about censorship or anything like that. Get in there. Be a part of it. You can also call in tomorrow night, too. That'll be fine. All right, so um, what else do we have? I want to thank my sponsor for the evening. That is BlueMonsterPrep.com. We have a large audience. 
very large audience and many of you out there have gone and started your prepping journey, whether it be food, whether it be water, radio equipment, first aid, anything, anything. It covers the gamut on Blue Monster Prep. Aside from that, wonderful customer service. And as I always say, this is insurance. Everybody has insurance. Some of you out there in uh, Hawaii, you probably have volcano insurance. This is insurance that is so incredibly important because it's physically yours. And it's something that uh, you will be the envy of all people if they know you have it. So you got to watch out. Okay. Go to bluemonsterprep.com and make sure that 2023 is a year that you are sweating a little bit less when the rest of the world is wondering where their next their next meal is going to come from. All right, I hate to be so dramatic, but it's it could be true. At any moment, we're ready for something to pop off here. All right, well there you have it. There you have it. Um, Sam Tripoli is the only guest I have on the network on the show this month this week. That'll be on. Friday, but before then I have so many things to do. We're just gonna enjoy ourselves a little bit next week Shane Cashman Jay Dyer. I Got a few more BCP is gonna come back on to talk about this um, This uh, Supreme Court case that was brought up on Friday night the importance of that He's just gonna lay it all out because I don't know too much about it So I'd like to just hear him put it all out there for us. That'll be Hopefully next week at some point uh, and then we have a, the Saturday night special is going to be on December 17th. Chris Ann Hall will be on the 21st. John Paul Rice for a Frank Capra night here on December 22nd. My family will be in. My mom, my dad, brother, I think Lauren. They'll be in here on uh, December 23rd. That's that Friday before Christmas weekend. And I have already started gathering a lot of family video, video uh, VHS videotape for you know showing you uh, a lot more of the the front yard decorations from the 90s i've only shown you a little bit of it but now i start actually i was watching family video all night last night there's a lot going on i'll talk to you about it later on maybe but i just i just it was me in the kitchen just watching watching generations that are no longer around until about two in the morning. I couldn't go to sleep. And um, it was something else, man. It was something else. And I can't wait to, I gotta try to find interesting ways to inject that into the show. Cause A, can't imagine too many of you are in, are interested in that. And it's just, I also wanna protect them. You know, I wanna protect my family if, if they're not around. But it's just incredible to just observe people, especially observe people from different different generations and how they how they interact. But um, it's that time of year. It's a nostalgic time of year. All right, where else are we going? Into the grab bag. So let's just start sharpening of our knives, shall we? First one up, let's see. Oh, that's right, we're gonna go into the Twitter files. This is from Zero Hedge. Let me get that out of the way. Let me get this up. Boom and boom. All right. Cautionary tale for everyone. The media mob turns on TAB. That is, this is from Jonathan Turley. 
There was a time when the disclosure of a back channel for politically motivated censorship would have generated widespread acclaim and calls for awards. This is not that time. Just ask Matt Taibbi. I know if he, if he can go into the if he can go into the Bob Woodward line of work, one guy does that one thing with with Watergate like 89,000 years ago, and all he does all the, all the time is, is compare everything to Watergate. What a great gig. And now here you have, there's been things 10 times, 100 times bigger than Watergate all over the place, and a profession that in any other time in a human history that actually cared about doing anything worthwhile and memorable, reporting on it, exposing it, Getting your name in a history book for the best reason ever to be a, a, an integral to play an integral role in a in a semi-free society of being preserved, being protected from really dangerous moneyed interests. Nope, nope. Now they all work together to make sure nobody knows what's going on. It's the sickest thing. It's the saddest thing because I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who who have that fire inside of them. They want to they want to be on the beat. They want to be reporting. They want to be some a part of something special. They want to investigate, and uh, and we know a lot of those people. They're doing their thing, but um, but to see where all the money is really invested, how the money is really invested into suppression of news and muddying the water and confusing people so they don't know which which way is up, that's just sad. It really is sad because journalism is an art form, just like so many other things. No one is suggesting that the New York Post should receive a Pulitzer Prize for its long fight to prove the truth about the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, despite an alliance of most of the media and political establishment array, arrayed against it, the New York Post fought censorship and unrelenting attacks to bring this massive influence peddling operation to light. Of course, the New York Times and Washington Post can keep Pulitzer Prizes for reporting on debunked Russian collusion claims created and published by the Clinton campaign. It's true. They gave themselves awards for all their shit reporting on, on fake issues. In the case of journalist Matt Taibbi, Taibbi, his analysis of thousands of documents has met with the standard scorched earth campaign from liberal reporters and pundits. As discussed in today's Hill column, the document dump confirmed what had long been suspected. Biden and Democrat Party officials succeeded in getting Twitter to block the New York Post story and suspend those who even tried to retweet or link the story before the election. You know, because one one place, this FBI had been sitting on this for I don't know how many years at that point. But um, no, they could not have that come out. I will not repeat the content of those emails on how Twitter handled demands from the Biden campaign and the DNC for censorship, uh, Musk gave the Twitter, the, the material to TAB to synthesize the voluminous record. That is when the familiar media flash mob formed NBC reporter, reporter, NBC reporter, Ben Collins. We all know Ben, don't we? Attacked TAB on Twitter and said, imagine throwing it all away to do PR work for the richest person in the world. Humiliating shit throw it all away he did actual work Ben no he didn't no he didn't it's embarrassing because that's what we got from everybody this is a disgrace oh man what a downfall what a downfall I, I, and that was the line that a lot of people actually picked up and ran with I can't believe he's running PR for one for a billionaire how 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 terrible yeah if you work for the Washington Post don't talk about running PR for billionaires 
If you work for the New York Times, don't talk about what running PR for billionaires. What, what do you think is going on here? What the hell do you think is going on here? Now, you all remember the Nunes memo? That was back in about 2017, I think. The Nunes memo wanted to talk about this was one of the first big revelations of, of what had been seen behind the scenes on that non-story that was that was Russia. We had Adam Schiff promising that he had seen bona fide smoking gun proof that we still have not seen today. That's all he has is smoking gun proof, then he can't find the gun. You all remember the Nunes memo. What we got in the, the week to two weeks leading up to it, screeching. We got screeching prior to, screeching, don't do this, don't do this, it's gonna tear down institutions, why would you do this, blah, blah, blah. Let the process play out, okay, yeah, all right. And then when it comes out, uh, they immediately go to, oh, uh, that's it? Uh, am I missing something? Is this it? And they put on their, their corked brows and their punchable faces and all that stuff. Is that it? Now listen. It's a wet dream of mine, as I, I I know it's a wet dream for many of you out there, to see bad people, at least sometimes, answer for crime and scandal. It would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. You know, it, it, Andrew Cuomo getting whisked away for twisting somebody's nipples in his uh, in his office is not uh, is not very satisfying, especially since he was responsible for the death of at least fifteen thousand elderly New Yorkers that were trapped inside of nursing homes when he was putting sick patients inside there with them, okay? And as you know, anybody over the age of 80, a flu is a very serious thing. So he's, uh, he's off doing something somewhere. That's not, that's not political retribution. Anyway, it would be satisfying to see that once in a while, but always remember, especially as these Twitter files <clears throat> threads continue to build if there's something really big we'll talk about it but other than that there's no use there's no use unless somebody is going to uh do something really drastic because always remember sam harris when you read these things remember sam harris not too long ago what he said about hunter biden joe biden and pretty much speaking for most people who vote to the left of things when you read the endless stream of dismissive cope from bootlickers like Ben Collins or anything like that about the Twitter files, there's no pile of bodies big enough to get them to care about crime or any sort of ethical issues if their cult is implicated in a serious way. The, the, the body count means nothing. You will never, ever get them to care. They will always... Well, uh, <laughs> Uh, is this it? Seriously? That's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. And away we go into into this, this waking nightmare. Away we go. Well, both sides do it, Frank. That's what we learned. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do, but we're not playing rocks, paper, scissors over here. And these aren't offsetting penalties in football. Obviously, whatever information Republican types, who I can give two shits about either, whatever information Republican types were able to protest through Twitter back channels is laughable compared to the ability to shut down an entire newspaper's presence in the run-up to an election. One of the oldest papers in the country, founded by Alexander Hamilton, no less, on a website while your friends in the media 
in Congress, because Adam Schiff and his friends were at it again, the smoking gun people, when media and Congress and the intelligence community run out in unison to blame the Russians in a perfectly coordinated fashion. I don't care what kind of requests Republicans were able to make to and both sides were doing it. Over five dozen spooks, including former CIA, NSA, straight up lied in uniform pack, like a uniform pack of traitors that they are. There's no way to tell where one of them ended, where one of them began. It was a human centipede of treason. So don't talk talk to me about what about what about. First of all, I don't care about either side as an organization. But don't tell me, don't tell me that because both of them may have had access to these back channels to protest information for one reason or another getting out, that it was ever going to be applied evenly. They don't care about that. Because we're not talking to people. They're not people. These are these are computer programs that have that that, that takes on the the identity, Ben Collins, Jennifer Griffin. These are these are programs. These aren't people. So I don't care how many of these uh, mongrels on Twitter say what they have to say, and I, I just don't care. And that's all I have to say about that for now. So um, we'll see. We'll see what goes where it goes from here. And I wish that action, the follow-up action, is is bigger and bolder. But I'm not going to get too too hung up on expectation hey speaking of shit make sure that you do not use or if you do use the screen at self-checkout you wash your hands immediately self-checkout screens at like the supermarket and stuff apparently them and their keyboards are crawling with fecal bacteria because nobody washes their damn hands after they wipe their asses anymore london Health experts are warning shoppers to wash their hands regularly after a study found both feces and vomit-inducing bugs crawling on self-service checkout screens. There you go. E. coli. <laughs> there you go. How's everybody feel? Good evening. Are you eating dinner? Some people are eating dinner right now. Some people are eating breakfast. I remember that. I remember, I forgot who it was. It was probably been Matt. I think it was Matt. We were outside of the diner one night, and we were waiting to be seated. It was a busy night. It was This was years ago. And Matt's telling me about a deer, a dead deer he had to pick up on the side of the road, and how, you know, the how decrepit the, the leg was, and, you know, he had to push it into the, the van, and things are just squishing around, and it's just all messed up. And I'm, I, I said, dude, I said, I said, come on, I'm about to eat. He goes, well, I'm about to eat too. I said, well, you obviously don't care about anything. Just come on. <laughs> and that's just, uh, that made me think of that. I'm about to eat too. So what? Stop talking about this right now. All right, Switzerland plans to ban electric cars from the road and order games, uh, order all gaming consoles turned off during powder, power shortages in a bid to reduce energy consumption. Boy, that Europe, man. They got great things heading their way, don't they? I wish I had a sad trombone sound over here so I can play that. All the people got their electric cars because they thought that they would be ahead of the curve of everybody else. Then you realize that, oh, my car can only be charged up if the power plants that everybody protests all the time are still up and running. 
So that's activism these days. Get yourself a different middleman, but it's all the same problem, and then you can pat yourself on the back. A mysterious object emerges on a Florida beach setting off speculation. This is the last one we'll do before we start off the show. Um, This is from dnyuz.com. There's something protruding through the sand at Daytona Beach shores in Volusia County, Florida, and it's got local residents and officials buzzing with curiosity. The unknown object was recently discovered by beachgoers and Volusia County Beach Safety. County officials said in a series of statements by email. They said the object was visible in part because of beach erosion caused by Hurricane Nicole, which ripped through Florida last month, and by Hurricane Ian, which hit the state in September and was one of the most powerful storms to strike the United States in the past decade. Continued high tides and rough surf also played a role in the object's discovery just south of Daytona Beach. Let's see this again. What is that? It looks like a runway. What do you guys think it is? the hell let me get this a little bit a little bit bigger there you go the hell is that this looks like one of those mysterious close-ups of a piece of antarctica everybody's always finding a new tunnel into the underground out there where are we at the state the state underwater archaeological team has been notified to investigate further, said Kevin Captain, a spokesperson for the Volusia County government. Theories about the object have circulated on social media and on local news websites. The guesses include that it is a barrier, a shipwreck, a portion of an old pier, or spectator seating from when NASCAR had races on the beach. It's a mystery, said Tamara Malfures a spokeswoman for Volusia County Beach Safety. Many people think, think it's an old ship of some sort. Maybe it's Noah's Ark? What do you think about that? He didn't get out here on an ark. State archaeologists will examine the object, which consists of long rows of wood pieces jutting up from the sand at low tide on Monday. There could be some kind of metal there, she said. We are not positive. So this is obviously going to ruin people's lives for the next couple of weeks until we figure it out what's going on. Oh, dear. Dear me, oh, my. Well, that's it for the opening. Don't go anywhere. I hope everybody has found themselves a nice, comfortable seat. Let's get this one kicked off, shall we? One more order of business, and then I want to jump in. Well, it all starts with Kanye. Just some a little stuff from the weekend, and then we go into some new Kanye, which leads us to today's recently published blog post on quitefrankly.tv I think you're all going to like it's a, it's nutty but it's a good kind of nutty because it actually is plausible and that's what we do because I'm not a journalist and I don't care what we talk about you understand what I'm saying all right we'll be right back don't go anywhere One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? 
So just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, as you... Oh, oh, I did not send out my Twitter. I didn't send out any tweets. I didn't send out any telegrams with tonight's live link. So that's just... Oh, sometimes I just forget. Forgetting. But if you want to help out this show tonight, it'd be great to share this link wherever you're watching it, live or on demand, with your friends, your family, your enemies. It doesn't matter. Would love to have you all here. Maybe I can be something that brings you all together just for a little while. And also, if you want to contribute to the show, some thoughts and just to, you know, to throw a couple of uh, pennies in my upturned cap over here as I am a uh, barefoot teller of tales on the street corner. That's what I'm doing. Little dancing monkey. You can go to, quite frankly, superchat.com and you can contribute a super chat in the middle of the show and I can read your thoughts on air. We will do that. You can also send a rumble rant or any gold pills on quitefrankly.tv through Foxhole. There is the Rockfin tips, and away we go. All right, so where are we heading? We're heading to Kanye land. Oh, no, no, we're not. Here's a couple of things I really did not need this weekend. Here's a couple of things I didn't need. The first one is a clip from Steve Bannon. And he apparently accused me of crimes against humanity, which is very off-putting. A couple people tagged me in this, and it just did not help. Quite frankly, uh, you know, contributed to the death of 7 million people because of the funding of -of gain-of-function experiments in the Wuhan lab. I contributed to the death of 7 million people. Terrible, this. So, I, I mean, I don't know to keep this as... I, I have to keep it as something. It's not funny. But at the same time, he he literally just says it. Quite frankly, uh, you know, contributed to the death of 7 million people because of the funding of gain-of-function uh, experiments in the Wuhan lab. I would, I would love to have been remembered for something a little bit more positive. I try. I try like hell. And everybody started bringing up, uh, I saw I saw this get dropped into the Discord before, when Polly, Amazing Polly, called me out for being a monster as well. We're just, the world is just people, Frank. It's you with your long showers. It's with the extra packaging on your cookies and driving that car. That it's, it's you and everyone like you, Frank. You've wrecked this earth. That's the... So- there you go. I'm just, I'll take the slings and arrows, whatever. I can't get it. I just can't get a win these days. I can't get a win, but we're doing all right. I get a win every time I get to wake up and see that baby running around. I get to wake up. I see that baby staring down at me. And then she asked me to play soccer. She's French. Aurora has suddenly become French. 
she has made up some kind of when she she's wanted to play baseball, but she has this puffy ball like this. And I said, that's a, that's more like a soccer ball, Aurora. That's soccer. And you, you, you kick it with your feet. And she goes, soccer. Soccer. And then, uh, which Santa, she goes, Santa, Santa, Santa. And then there is, uh, what else is there? There's a couple other things. She says with, a, with this French accent, we said when she starts, she called everything breakfast. So we said, this is not breakfast. We thought dinner would be too... That's what we said. This is supper. She goes, supper? So, I don't know what's happening. We thought we were raising her to be a proud American. And this just, I don't know, we'll get through it. Family's strong enough. We can get through this. Whatever, whatever, whatever she is, we'll see. We'll see. But hopefully not French. I'm sorry to all my French friends out there. I'm just joking at your expense. All right. Um, I have this. And it brought up some last, it brought up some thoughts that we were really uh, hashing out a little bit on Friday night. I'm sure it's not the end of it because we're going to go deep into the weeds as 2023 rolls on through. There was a Jewish UFC fighter. What's his name? Nate Natan Levy says he wants to, uh, he wants to take, he, I guess he wants to take Kanye West outside. He says, Natan Levy has no tolerance for hate and anti-Semitism. The Israeli UFC fighter took some time to address Kanye West's insanity following Saturday night win over Gennaro Valdez. He firmly believes that if Kanye wants to share hateful messages about Jewish people and loudly shout about his love for Hitler. Oh, man. What am I doing? Where is it? There it is. Hello? 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 What's happening here? Don't take away my toy. Hello? Easy. What happened? What happened? I don't know what's going on here. This is my... Let me try to unplug this and put it back in. Sometimes you you just blow on the cartridge and sometimes... It, hello? Yes. All right. Do we? No. Never mind. Not going to troubleshoot this right now. Can't get a win. What did I tell you? He should come speak with Levy or Levy. Kanye West, if you have a problem with me or my people, come see me, bro. Ugh. This is what, this is what people were wondering when I said, what do you mean by blue-pilled alphas? This is what I'm talking about, how dangerous the blue-pilled alpha types are. He, uh, he further added that he's very proud of being Jewish and that he'll fight for it and fight for my people. Well, I, I never heard anything um, come out of Kanye West about, you, you know, Jewish people shouldn't be proud or shouldn't be Jewish or anything like that. I never heard him say anything like that. But then again, this is just where we are. He says, as Levy said, don't bully or trash people because uh, he will find you. That's about as blunt as it gets. He cut straight to the point. Again, we're talking about a man who went on Alex Jones and talked about how the Nazis weren't actually bad people. They go on to say, and then we get a lot of this stuff from over the weekend. Everybody taking their turn to be really brave and courageous. Just like when they shit all over the Confederacy. And, uh, and the only thing that they can say is that, oh, slavery's bad. When slavery wasn't even the primary issue of the Civil War. But slavery issue is what keeps you from analyzing the Civil War. 
that's that's really what it comes down to. Now, this for me, I just find it funny. What did I find funny about all this? Because as I'm watching everybody talking about how there is just no, there's no discussion to be had here. It is a discussion that should be ended before it ever starts. Whatever that discussion is, I don't know. But if certain people are involved, like Nazis or anything, then it, it just needs to die a terrible death and it's over with. And I find it funny that we can't discuss Nazi Germany with any uncomfortable level of objectivity but our society, when you examine it every day, I mean, if you look, it, it, people will say, well, well, what about our society? Have we not evolved? People might think that we've evolved past the Nazis uh, and, and that we, we could never, ever repeat that kind of barbarism because that's really all you're talking about when you, when you, when you block out all the other stuff. Nobody actually wants to have a discussion about the real reasons for German economic bounce back after the Treaty of Versailles. They don't want to talk about that because it's all about genocide, as if killing a bunch of people equals money somehow. And that it's, it, you know, it, 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 makes, it makes little sense, but we are, we're, we're scarred, scarred children. We can't, we can't ask any, uh, any more nuanced questions without feeling uncomfortable but I should not be here. This is this is the wrong side of town. So have we involved past those Nazis? Have we involved? Have we? Because are we not lying about scientific legitimacy of mutilating and sterilizing children? Are we not lying about that right now? About the legitimacy and the nobility of mutilating children who are gender confused and all that stuff? Are, is that not going on? Is that not part of a mainstream orthodoxy? Or or what about the obscene notion that speech is equal to violence? Is that a is that a tenant of mainstream society here in the United States? Is that not mainstream? Are we not sewing aborted aborted babies parts, body parts to the backs of rats? in U.S. government-funded laboratories around the country, and that's just one kind of barbaric practices that we're doing for the name of science. Is that not happening? Where, where are our ethics? Who are we to talk about anything when it comes to uh, eugenics and, and, and barbarism of some sort? What about social isolation? What about medically ostracizing people, huh? How about the covering up of mass casualties Mass death, mass casualties. What about that? I don't know. This is I can't. We can't. We can't discuss Nazism because we're we're so much better. Uh, is there not allowed? Let me ask you this question: Is there not allowed relentless mainstream message, which resoundingly blames all of the world's problems on a specific demographic of so-called privileged people? Is that how's that? How's that? Is that not a thing? Or is is it is it a thing and it's true that there are that there are privileged people and they need to be made to atone and things need to be leveled out uh, with the strong hand of of government? What is it that it's not real or it's true and it's just noble? I don't know. 
because I'm really I'm really failing to see why we can't have any uncomfortable conversations about things like German economic recovery 85 years ago when this is a country this is the country the 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 country that we tolerate right now this is going on in the country and we tolerate it right now so I, I just I, and I love these little heroes running around who say if I were around back then I would have been part of the resistance if I were a German back then I would have been part of the resistance no you wouldn't you fucking loser you would have been checking you would have checked people's papers you would have been the first one out there checking people's papers and tattling on them I'm going to give you another little bit more I'm going to give you a little bit more here's the first one here's the first one here's a recent headline from yesterday out of uh, Ukraine Zelensky seeks to ban Russian Orthodox Church in Ukraine. Ukrainian President Zelensky announced that he is seeking to ban all religions with to all religions with ties to Russia. He claims the move uh, he claims the move is needed to guarantee spiritual independence to Ukraine. Remember what we were talking about when I brought out that Anthony Sochi book about Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, and we spent a lot of time. I think I think that episode. That episode was called Slow Boil World War. I think it was called Slow Boil World War. It was like the same week that we had G. Edward Griffin on the show. And I brought you through an, an, an incredible timeline, incredible timeline that shows people like Joe Biden when he was still uh, vice president and before, too, how they were trying to not only the Obamas and the Clintons out there were not only trying to instigate so-called Arab Spring, in North Africa and everywhere else, getting people killed and and uh, and upturning uh, stable societies, they were also trying to to turn over a Catholic spring, and they were trying to do the same thing in the in the Orthodox Church. They wanted the Ukrainian people and the Russian people who were bound by faith to be split, because of course they were making they were making a business out of the geographic location we know as Ukraine. Okay. There was so much in that book, you know, it's all, and that's all about Pope Benedict, but that the opening of chapters, I was like, I got to bring this to the show, especially it's so, it's so prescient right now. So here it is. And here it is playing out. We, we have the prerequisite information for this because we were doing those types of dives together. Um, this law will target millions of Ukrainians who identify as Russian Orthodox. During his nightly address on Thursday, Zelensky announced that he was introducing legislation that would eliminate religious organizations affiliated with Russia from operating in Ukraine. He said this will make it impossible for religious organizations affiliated with centers of influence in Russian Federation to operate in Ukraine. And, and, and this is as if banning all political opposition earlier this year in Ukraine wasn't a big enough hint as to what this crackhead really is, Zelensky I'm talking about. You know, the fact that um, Sean Penn goes out there and, 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 and awards him his golden Oscar dildo is just icing on the, on the cake. So there's a little bit more on there, banning of, uh, banning of religion, making sure that people are, that, that's, your, that's another good one there. Here's one from over the border in Canada. It's the same kind of mind virus in Canada that we have over here. Disabled Canadian Army veteran Paralympian blasts government for offering to euthanize her when she complained about how long it was taking to install a chairlift 
at her home. This was reported on by the Daily Mail two days ago. Now, we have covered the maid, I think it's called maid, M-A-I-D, in Canada, that this is a growing and expanding euthanasia program in Canada, where it goes beyond people who are terminally ill into people who are clinically depressed and may want to end it all, into people who are, they have just maybe some chronic diseases that aren't terminal, they're treatable, but if you're too poor, you get the option to kill yourself because, you know, they got to alleviate some of the pressure in the pipes over there, especially since they're importing, you know, uh, Syrians uh, by the hundreds of thousands every day. But that's what's what's going on here. Don't you dare talk about the Nazis. Don't you dare. We're not done yet, though. Here is Rochelle Walensky. Here's Rochelle Walensky. This was a couple of days ago on the 29th of November, and she is, of course, the CDC director, and she retweets the CDC. Uh, the CDC, and she says this, they're marking the 50th anniversary. This is an actual tweet. This is an actual tweet. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the end of the Tuskegee syphilis study. It was a study. It was an experiment. It was an experiment on un- unwilling participants. And, and actually, that study is the reason why I was so happy that when it came to pushing this fucking shot, that we were seeing that the group that was most resistant to take it was black Americans. I was very happy. Very happy. Because I know that a good portion of them were doing that for reasons like learning from history and not trusting the fucking government. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the end of the Tuskegee syphilis study. Tomorrow I will be joined by colleagues and public health leaders as we listen to this. Honor the the 623 African-American men, their suffering and sacrifice, and our commitment to ethical research and practice. So... Nothing to see here. It's just the feds thanking the people they killed for their sacrifice during one of the government's older crimes of, against humanity. One of the older ones. Don't you dare. Don't you dare analyze the Nazis on your own time without somebody looking over your shoulder. Don't you dare. This is while, she, this is while Rochelle Walensky is actively pushing this serum into the arms of children. She says things like this. As if they left it all behind. As if they left it all behind. You you give them until the year 2100. It'll be the year 2100 when we get an apology for 9-11 and COVID. And they'll thank everybody for their sacrifice in, uh, in, in walking that long road to doing away with nationalism, creating a new ethical world government. And now we can respond to, uh, to threats in such a more cohesive and quick way. Thank you for your thank you. Thank you to the million Iraqis that died after 9-11 for no reason. So, and then of course you can go and watch things like What is a Woman? Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? Go watch that again and listen to pediatricians talking gleefully about chemically castrating confused children. But boy, thank God we defeated those Nazis. Thank God we defeated them. Am I right? That could have been bad. We'll be right back. I am not gay. I have relationships with women and sex with men. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. 
Yeah. You're cool. Up. I love QFTV. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Watch out for the puddle, puddle. Oh, gosh. Ow. Oh, my God. Ah, why won't it stop? Hi, doggy. Hi, <laughs> they're big boy. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. They're all locked. Oh uh -oh. my God. Uh oh. 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 A chance to meet with the royal family and if not how was it like having them there in the building jesus mary and joseph <laughs> the prince and princess of wales oh no i did not i'm only familiar with one royal family i don't know too much about that one thank you, thank you. but i'm glad they're hopefully they're celtic fans yeah thank you right <laughs> so here's the here's what I wanted to do now this is the thing that came up over the weekend and it what got obviously RT RT is is the is gonna give you the the surface level story Kanye has a theory about Musk's genes. The Twitter owner is the first genetic hybrid that stuck. The embattled entertainer has suggested as a compliment. A genetic hybrid, you say? Well, that sounds like it's right up Quite Frankly's alley. What the hell is this about? Let's jump into it, shall we? Rapper and businessman Kanye West believes that Elon Musk's genes G-E-N-E -E, are the product of a larger attempt at genetic engineering, according to a social media post. Take a Chinese genius and mate them with a South African supermodel and you have Elon. West, also known as Ye, 
said in all caps in a post on Instagram on Sunday that people behind Musk's genome, quote, probably made 10 or 30 Elons and he is the first genetic hybrid that stuck, he added. Really? And he says, well, let's not forget about Obama. I'm sorry for using curse words in church, but I don't have another word for Obama yet. Well, can you imagine that kind of that, that red pill moment right there? Obama's a clone and and Michelle is uh, whatever. Musk's mother, <laughs> Musk's mother, May, is a model of Canadian descent, while his father, Errol, is a white South African. The entrepreneur himself laughed off West's suggestion and said he took it as a compliment. West stated that it was intended as one. The two had a, fail, a falling out last week after West posted a symbol on Twitter combining the Star of David with a swastika. Musk branded it a violation of the platform's rules against incitement to violence, which I don't believe it is, and West's account was suspended. The picture bore a strong resemblance to a symbol used by the Raelian government, a quasi-religious organization that rejects the existence of the divine and claims that humanity was created by benevolent extraterrestrial civilization. Human cloning is perceived by adherents as a path toward immortality for the worthy. This is where it started getting good. That's what I was saying is, you know, it, it wasn't Musk, it wasn't uh, Kanye's design to put, take the Star of David and the swastika and put it together. This is a, a, a symbol that has already been adopted by a UFO cult organization kind of a thing. An obscure one. In both of his posts, West expressed disdain for US, uh, former U.S. President Barack Obama, against whom he holds a long-running grudge. Last week, during an interview that the rapper gave to conspiratorial talk show host Alex Jones, he declared that Obama was, quote, not the first black president, he was another Jewish president, end quote. Although uh, he has such a strong anti-Jewish, anti-Israel um track record compared to everybody else that I mean I don't know I get compared to everybody comparatively at least like say to Donald Trump who was I think for a lot of people uncomfortably pro-Israel to the point where hey can we prioritize things at home I mean that's the way I feel about everybody I don't care about Italy I don't care about Germany I wish them all well I think any nation that could that uh, that can support itself deserves to survive and um me i wouldn't jump into the weeds of any of, of any one hot button item or another if i had the uh if i had the the power to just do things autonomously with a a waving of a wand i would destroy the central bank i would end all all and i mean all foreign aid all of it is gone we are not in nato anymore we are not in the un anymore and no dual citizenship for anybody i don't care if you're a dual citizen of ghana uh, the philippines colombia israel doesn't matter it's a it's one rule one size fits all we are concentrating on the u.s but you see this is something that they had fought off a long time the united states um, isolationism as a policy 
is what they needed to destroy. They needed to destroy the United States as a mostly peaceful, isolationist country when it came to world affairs. They needed to destroy it. They needed to bring it in and get it tangled up into the rat's nest of, uh, of international entanglements. And now here we are. Now here we are, really just a, um, I don't know, just a unit, a semi-sovereign unit of a, uh, of a global order. And that does not mean that globalization is a bad thing. The fact that the world is globalized is not a bad thing, that we have better ways of conducting commerce and communication and travel and all that stuff. That means nothing. Globalism and globalization are two different things. But um, we've done that a lot of and we'll do it again again, I'm sure, in the future. Let's go into something else, a little bit more on this, because I, then we're going to take a, a quick moment to take some, maybe a call or two, and then we're going to go to break, because then we have our follow-up on this, the deep dives that have been going on on the internet over the weekend. Uh, in October, West suffered a major downfall in the public eye after posting, uh, after posting a tweet about going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Many people accused him of anti-Semitism and subject, subjected him to ostracism. Uh, he was consequently banned from Twitter, but Musk purchased the platform the same month and reinstated West along with several other users in November. West has previously spoken publicly about battling mental health issues and being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Just, just a lot of years in the Hollywood soup. That's gonna do it to anybody, especially when you're on that level and you are being just destroyed by uh, the weaponization of, through the weaponization of psychiatry that includes the drugs, that includes all the vices, the, the, the chemical addictions, the, the, the sex, everything. And, and who the hell knows what else? 914-595-6953, we have 10 minutes to take some calls and to see how the hell you guys are doing because when we come back from intermission, we have a new blog that perfectly summarizes where the investigation on the boards went with this particular deep dive into cloning and into, um, into the world order based on cloning, which I just thought was a lot of fun, and I didn't want to do anything else tonight. 914-595-6953. We also have a couple of super chats that are in here that I'll get to as well. Long live... <laughs> Uh, we have a super chat from Long Labia. Says, hey, dear Frank, where the hell do I find your cigars for purchase? My husband has requested them for Christmas and I can't find them. I'm already in the hole with the super chat shit. Thank you. Well, don't worry. I would say you go to the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv and you click on Lefty's Cigars and you can order it right through Lefty's. And you just say, hey, I want those, the, the Quite Frankly Jesters. Just tell Blaze, Frank sets you. I think you used the promo code Frankly. It should be up there on the, on the site. But yeah, enjoy those. They're, they're really tasty. They're really nice. Really nice. Uh, maybe next Christmas I'll have them do a cinnamon wrap because it, it just smells like, like Christmas and, it, and it's not overwhelming, it's just really nice. But um, but yeah, 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 that's what we're gonna be taking that, that blend into the new year, though it's not really, I think we can stick with that through all seasons. I like the light vanilla. 
There's the coffee. There's a lot of things you can get for stocking stuffers. Go to quitefrankly.tv, the affiliates page. There's the merch. You can get people hats and it all supports the show. Patrick, how you doing? Hey, Frank. Thanks, buddy. Um, great show again. I, I laughed my ass off it. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad. Uh, no, because you, yeah, you bring it with such humor. What the hell is going on? But uh, what I wanted to say. Oh, Anthony. I got to give a shout out to your brother there. Attitude of gratitude 20 times a day, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, I've been doing, actually, I've been doing that. It's easy to forget to do it, but I've been doing it for almost ever. And uh, it hasn't got me anywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, the, or the attitude <laughs> of gratitude? Raised, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I raised my daughter the same way. I, I, would, I would always tell her, thank you, Angel. And she's a, a child, right? And you'll always get more. And then I almost left it at that, and it was good enough for her, and she still got that uh, as far as, uh, you know, the path was all fucked up everything else. But I believe we were seated. And my point with my ex, we used to argue about this. I said, well, your parents seated you. What is the hell is the difference, right? Yeah. Why, why is that so unbelievable with the Anunnaki? And there's so much proof out there that, you know, we've been civilized how many times over and uh, forgot to pass on purpose for whatever reasons. But I, I'm saying that's cool. Well, that's this, what I believe. This this but, goes but in. Can I can I just say real quick, there is real a quick. Source outside of the outside of the people that seated us, they came from somewhere, and hope I was some benevolent being too. So I'm not saying they are the gods. I'm just saying they are the parents of our parents. Put it that way. Okay, well, hey, you know, the, the, the thing that, that only really, um, I mean, obviously th- there's logistics and there's there's a lot of other things that people consider when it comes to stuff like that, but religious beliefs get in the way of a lot of people's consideration for that. Um, who, who the hell knows? And who the hell knows if there's a way that I, that all can shake out and and still the the power structure that we all, that people of faith um uh, accept and, and believe in still gets maintained. Who knows? I, I don't know. I, I like listening to everybody's theories and I like reading into things. This is not a story that is necessarily talking about, well, it's talking about a little bit more earthly cloning activities. Yes, it is a UFO cult. And I mean, there's that. We know that they exist. They're, it's just a, a group of people that get together and believe one thing. Scientology exists. So, who the hell knows? 413, you're on the air. What's up? Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm calling in response to you saying about something a child said that was kind of profound. Yes, that's for tomorrow, though. Oh, damn it. I had the whole story, and I'm all nervous. Well, well don't don't be nervous. And you know what you do? You go, oh, well, how long is it? You can tell, you can tell us real quick. Maybe like a minute. Okay, go ahead. All right, cool. So my kid was born in a house with like a lot of metal imagery. We had the framed records, cannibal corpse, type of negative, carnivore, and what have you, right? Mm-hmm. And fast forward a few years, he's four. He's chilling in the bathtub one day, and it's the age where you kind of still kind of hover to make sure they don't drown. Right. And I'm noticing some weird dialogue going on with him and the duckies. You know, I'm going to kill you. I'm freaking monster. This, that, and I think, and I says, hey, what's, what's going on over there? And he said to me, mommy, look at your shirt. And I looked down and it's 
I believe just like an Iron Maiden shirt, you know, the Eddie guy. Eddie. And he says, Mommy, totally deadpan face. He's looking at me, Mommy, I'm not afraid of anything. Wow. Right back to his uh, ducky play. And I just thought it was an interesting story because it was kind of affect like how imagery has an effect on a child. Oh, indeed. Indeed. I, yeah, I have not in- introduced uh, Aurora to Cannibal Corpse yet. I'm going to wait a couple of years before that happens. But uh, yeah. yeah, he kind of grew up with it. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, hey, that's that's uh, <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything. Well, we'll see. The world has a way of shaking you up from time to time. Try to test your wits. But thank you for the call, my friend. Thank you for taking it. All Bye-bye. Right. There you go. So we have cracked the can on that one until tomorrow. Um, if you guys want to, that's in the, the out of the mouths of babes the thread I have started on the on the forum. Go ahead and do it. Uh, James from El Paso. What's going on, James? Frank, long time no talk. It's Listen, cr- brother, your opening dialogue was so on point. You took exactly what I was thinking and just put it into better words than I could ever say. Um, you mentioned earlier if you had a magic wand, like what you would do. Yes. And I think what I would do is just lay all the secret cards out on the table, everything that's classified, unclassified immediately. And, uh, yeah. Here's the thing, James. The... Here's the thing. Go ahead. I think that you bring up a great point there because I think I I think I would uh, I would like to pose this question to the audience on a night where we could spend a little bit more time hashing it out. In an age of where we are right now, I always say it, and I'm not the only one who is, that we live in a very apocalyptic age, meaning it's an age of a great revelation. We are seeing people, we are seeing organizations, we are seeing the world and its order and those who run it for exactly what it is. It, there is, it is naked, it's, it's there for everybody. It's just a matter of do you still have cognitive hangups? And can you can you not perceive it, or do you can you perceive it, and you th- you have learned to embrace the nobility of one operation or another, whatever? I really do believe, and I've said it before, that if if this was 1997, the UFO, uh, the UFO revelations that we got in December of 2017, would have made the world stand it still. It would have blown everything out of the water. Yeah. So my question is: Is there any? putting all the secret cards on the table that could really do anything to to to, to shake the world up and uh, uh and, and and of course people like you and I and many in the audience would be like flabbergasted by some things we would be validated by some we would be shocked by how much worse or how much more out of the uh, uh, you know into the uh into the void this really goes but how many people would that be would that really budge their needle uh, would it well, would it still just you know, be this divide? You know, Frank. There's there's always going to be a, a certain group of people that would wouldn't even wouldn't even phase them at all. But I w- I'll leave you with this. I love seeing the uh, quote unquote journalist reaction to the smallest, the, the yeah. eensy beensy bit yeah. of truth. You know how they just just react to it so violently, like a, your typical demon in a horror movie when it gets exposed to a little bit of light you know it's like kissing at whatever i love seeing that anyways have a good night man yeah i love it too it's like it's like uh holy water it's like holy water to see a whole bunch of of so-called journalists react in such i don't know just 
to just have their skin crawl, have their skin crawl because somebody is doing what they should be doing. But they run PR for all the PR that they think is being run on behalf of Elon Musk for talking about things that were going on prior to his arrival. Then uh, it, it, who's running the PR? They're trying to clean things up for all of their friends. That was the way that they felt most powerful. That was the, that was them ruling the world. They wake up every every day. Ben Collins does, and all them. They wake up every day and they find their place in the world diminished. More and more, every day, they still have the budget. They they still have the hookups to government and everything else, but their place in the world is diminished more and more every day. You know, I I love how I I once said that um, you know, the left keeps screaming that the right is rising, but it's not. It's not. I mean, uh, yeah, there there is a, a great awakening going on with people. I don't think that many are really even saying, oh, I'm right wing now. Uh, a lot of people just see crazy. They can smell and see crazy when it hits them in the face, when it hits their nose. And they react to it. But that's not what's going on here. The left is falling, especially on the internet. They've already lost Facebook. Facebook is a fucking wasteland. And Twitter, they have, Twitter they're removing themselves from the equation. Because they can't stand the fact, they can't stand the fact that people are being allowed to come on and speak. That's, to, to say that the right is rising is ridiculous. The left is falling. It's like they're falling off a cliff, looking up at the cliff that is just, is trailing away from them as they're, as they're racing toward the surface of the ocean below. And they're saying, wow, the right is really rising. You're falling. And that, that that must be something that is uh, is hard for them to grasp. I'm I'm glad that they're being made to grasp that because fuck them. But still, there you have it. All right, we'll have some more time for some more calls on the other side of the intermission. I hope you guys and gals are having a good time with me because I'm having a good time with you. We'll be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Frankly. Quite 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 frankly. Qu
Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Not quite. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Okay. All right. So I want to just thank everybody. Um, I always get to... You know, I get to meet new sponsors every once in a while. People coming on for as little as $1 a month to as much as you want on certain places. Like, places like Patreon still allow you to pledge whatever the hell you want. But uh, I, th- I think it's been great because our first our first um, patron raffle went off nicely. We sent a bag of coffee and a round of silver to Hawaii. We'll be doing that again in December, not only for our monthly sponsors. Everybody, no matter what what level you come in at, everybody's automatically entered into that. But we're going to do a general raffle, too. In fact, I think I'll start that maybe beginning of next week. So we can give, it a, give things away on the 23rd. But uh, I want to thank everybody just for being out there and hanging out. I also remind, want to remind you about our threads that are open on the forum because we're going to be building some really nice original shows off of those in the coming weeks especially as the holidays come and go but i just want them to to slow down and to be peaceful because i just want to i want to bask in them a little bit i really do um i really do but for now i want to get into the super chats and then we're going to go and do the story so we can take some calls Stone Stoop says, good Monday, Frank. Just saying a quick hello. It's great to have you out there, Christos and Sarah. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to, let's see here. We've got Dan, Dan Theater on Rockfin with a very generous tip. Thank you. And Junkyard Frog 17 says, Sully from Godsmack has a podcast. So glad I found it. Oh, oh, me. Maybe. I'm definitely, I'm at least like two feet taller than him, though. I've seen Godsmack live, and cause they, they opened up for Metallica one year. I think it was like 2004. I can't believe that when I see Metallica and Pantera, God willing, we've got the tickets. When I see Pantera and Metallica next August, it will have nearly been 20 years since I've seen them last. It's going to be 19 years since the last time I saw Metallica live. And I've seen them about five times. So I've seen them like as every chance I got. And then I just, everything just kind of stopped. I didn't go to a lot of concerts after a while. That's going to be incredible. I've been seeing a lot of the, a lot of the, the footage coming in from Mexico. From these Pantera shows with Charlie Benante and Zach Wilde filling in for Dime and Vinny. God rest their souls. And it sounds and looks and feels amazing. 
obviously it's not never going to be the same but it's just uh i love those songs i love that whole catalog and charlie benante sounds amazing on the drums they've got that drum set sounding just like vinnie paul's and the playing is on point solid as hell i i, I think it's great and i can't wait to see him Junkyard Frog 17 says, Hey, Sully from Godsmack. So f- glad I found it. Jokes aside, keep up the great work. Haven't missed a show in a year of listening, except for a couple of people, uh, for a couple of people here and there that I put my lemon face on for. Well, don't. You don't have to do that. Not the lemon face, anybody. But it's so great to have you out there, Junkyard Frog. Thank you so much for everything and the jokes, the good times. Thank you to Snowy Baby on Rumble, who says, Great show as always. Thanks, Frank. Thank you for being here. And I promise I'll just keep showing up. I'll keep showing up. Now on over to Foxhole. And on Foxhole, remember, our Monday night, it's Movie Monday. And because we are in the middle of Christmas madness, it's going to be Christmas movies. I wonder what it is. It was Home Alone 1 and 2 last, last week. I wonder what it is this week. Red Pill Eddie says, Frank, met you or your Doppler doppelganger in the store today. That was me. Well, I have not left the house, so it was definitely somebody else. Were they nice? Because doppelgangers are usually um, usually an, an evil an evil twin. Somebody who's a little, a little bit like the opposite of you as well. Jesse, thank you for the cookie. Blue B says, don't worry about those fools, quite frankly. You must be doing something right. Oh, you talk, who are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, about Bannon saying that I was responsible for 7 million deaths? Captain Flint says, endless stream of dismissive cope from bootlickers. Perfectly said. Yeah, I hate it. I hate the dismissiveness. I hate the passive shit. Like, oh, well, you know what? Like, like, let's put all this stuff aside. Let me jump into the minutiae here and pick something out to obfuscate everything else and just hyper-focus on this and uh, and then just extrapolate my ridiculous take on meaningless issues and um, and just and just gaslight Gaslight make everybody around me feel nuts for thinking that uh, it's it's significant. Oh, this is exactly what happens I can't believe they think that they actually got a story here. Uh, th- this is what happens here. Like like this is the story of some kind of a clerical error. Like a series of clerical errors at places like Twitter when things like this happen and an election is coming up and they have to, they have to call in all the king's horses and all the king's men to keep this Humpty Dumpty character with dementia that rarely leaves his house during a campaign season while his, his, uh, while his opponent is packing arenas and he has overflow areas for tens of thousands more. It, it's incredible. It's incredible that they can think that this all oh, just this is how it's done. Oh, oh, oh! So you want you want to nitpick about about uh, social media's responsibilities of managing information as it comes out? You're not supposed to manage it. There's nothing to manage. There's no. This is not a crime. It's not a crime. Say, well, it's different. It's different. It's social media. Anything can pull. Pu- anybody can publish anything, and it could change minds in in undue ways. Oh, oh! You think so? So like how we were recruited into the Spanish American War. You know Joseph. You know Pulitzer. You know where that Pulitzer Prize came from. One of the founders of yellow journalism. 
When people only had a couple of options of where to get their news, the newspapers were still putting out bullshit information to stoke wars. Now you're worried that somebody might be able to might be able to avert avert this crisis of having a, a demented old bat in the White House. Oh, they're just so nuts. They're all so fucking dumb. Fuck them all. We care. We care about the future. Uh, Porpoiseful, thank you. Winston Dave just brought a bronze tier subscription. Well, you are going to be uh, looped into all of the everything now. All the people who subscribe on Foxhole from now on are now counted as monthly subscribers. So that means uh, uh, direct messaging and also the links to the Sunday streams. That'll start this week. All good stuff. Blue Bee says love watching live in Australia on a Tuesday in the future. Haha, ha, keep kicking ass, bro. It must be like what, 11:30 a.m. 11 no, not 11:30, but 11:10 or close to noon. Thank you, Blue Bee. I'm glad it could be your morning show. Captain Flint, very apocalyptic age indeed. Paulie, thank you. Boys Blanc, thank you. Starting a cookie fight now. Look at this. They're killing me. Sean Joe, Stostube. Um Let's see who else. And then Keith. Thank you all very much. Has anybody been watching season five of Yellowstone? I watched the first three episodes. Now Lauren and I have got to wait for it because we don't watch it live. We got to wait to get to get on this one. I'm still loving it. I'm still loving it. But um, all right, here we go. I'm going to go and jump right into this thread that we have published for you on quite frankly TV show notes it's just show notes Elon panicking as yay stirs the pot little play on words there pot but um, yeah this is a chronicle of what has been pulled off of the boards and the kind of investigations that people have been having a lot of fun with over the weekend and I think this is why you find some of the uh, the, the big the greatest wastes of life but also the most incredibly brilliant minds on places like 4chan and then a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of AI slide threads but on December 4th Ye continued to push the Overton window in a bizarre and intriguing Instagram post this of course was compiled by quite frankly writer John Carroll a post about Elon Musk possibly being half Chinese and that there are 10 to 30 Elon clones walking the earth. The post also implies that Barack Obama is a clone, a concept discussed on, quite frankly, back in the summer of 2020. I don't even remember that, but John Carroll does. We all saw the, the uh, post. Here, here it is again from Kanye's Instagram. Am I the only one who thinks Elon could be half Chinese? Have you ever seen his, his pics as a child? Take a Chinese genius and mate them with a South African supermodel, and we have an Elon. I say an Elon because they probably made 10 to 30 Elons, and he's the first one genetic hybrid that stuck. Well, let's not forget about Obama. I'm sorry for using curse words in church, but I don't have another word for Obama yet. Yay, 24, let's unify and find out. L-U-A-F-O. L-U-A-F-O. What does that mean? Well, 
Anons began digging and found that a similar suspicion surrounding Elon had been discussed before. According to those theories, Elon is not half Chinese, but half Cambodian. And his father is the infamous dictator and leader of the Khmer Rouge, Pol Pot. Kanye posted on Instagram, Elon Musk is half Chinese. Elon's father was Pol Pot, says one anonymous. His mother was ashamed to have to have banged the Cambodian warlord, so she married a white man who agreed to adopt the hybrid boy in exchange for a large stake in an emerald mine. The rest is history. Now, let's be, be clear about something. We did this for the Justin Trudeau deep dive into Castro, the Castro lineage. There is nothing you can say to convince me otherwise. Nothing. Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's illegitimate son. That's just the way it is. This, on the other hand, I don't know, but I'm going to have fun with you. I say, let's just have some fun. They've got the same kind of eyes. They have similar mouth, cheeks, the jaw. It's actually kind of uncanny. (laughs) Emboldened by the uncanny resemblance, Another Anon aggregated historical details which suggest the theory could actually be plausible. Here you go. Elon's real father was Pol Pot. His mother was ashamed to have banged a Cambodian warlord. What the F? Elon was born on June 28, 1971. Going back nine months, that gives us September 28, 1970. Wikipedia article on Pol Pot has this. In June of 1970... Sar left Vietnam and reached his K-5 base. In July, he headed south. It was at this point that he began referring to himself as Pol. His name he later lengthened to Pol Pot by September. Okay. This is the conception month. By September, he was based at a camp in the border of Crady and Kompong Thom, where he convened a meeting of the CPK Uh, CPK Standing Committee. Although few senior members could attend, it issued a resolution setting out the principle of independence independence mastery, the idea that Cambodia must be self-reliant and fully independent of other countries. In November, Pol Pot, Ponnery, and their entourage relocated to the K-1 base of Dangta. Dangta. His residence was set up in the northern side of the uh, Chinit River, entry was strictly controlled. So basically, Elon was conceived during a small window when Pol Pot was in a place which was relatively accessible for an outsider. Also, Pol Pot did not become a genocidal maniac until a few years later. And then they, and then of course, there's more. In January 1970, Pol Pot flew to Beijing. There, his wife began showing early signs of chronic paranoid schizophrenia she would later be diagnosed with. So coincidentally, Pol Pot's wife just went crazy a few months before he supposedly cheated on her. The whole thing looks definitely plausible. So Pol Pot's wife goes crazy. Pol Pot decides to take a few weeks off politics, sets up camp far from active war zone. Then you have Elon's mom pays him a visit. And then they bang. That could be a working theory, they say. Now what's this? There's more. What did Elon Musk do in Cambodia in 1975? Answer, nothing. A bizarre TikTok joke video advising people not to ask Elon Musk what he did in Cambodia from 1975 to 1979 deserves unpacking. 
So mommy took Elon to see daddy after daddy became ruler of Cambodia. Is that the question here? How did Elon inherit charisma? Pol Pot makes a very powerful impression on those who hear him for the first time. After that, they want to come back. Those who attend his seminars feel enlightened by his teaching, his explanations, his vision, like he's a father to us. Khmer Rouge de facto quoted, David Chandler, brother number one. So they're talking about how Pol Pot had some charisma. I never even actually seen any moving images of Pol Pot, to be honest, nor have I heard him speak. I don't know if he spoke English, what's going on here. But this is now the, the working theory as to how uh, Elon got some charisma. So now on to the rest of this. This is John Carroll speaking. With all this in mind, let's revisit the last interaction between Ye and Elon. On December 2nd, uh, this is back on December 2nd, following an explosive interview with Alex Jones in which he praised Adolf Hitler while proclaiming his love for everyone, including Nazis and Jews, Ye posted an image of a swastika inside of a Star of David to his Twitter account. Elon uh, banned the account permanently for inciting violence. This justification was on par with most Twitter bans over the years, as it seems obvious that the post was intended as a message of peace, um, uh, especially given the context of Ye's blanketed pronouncements of love. Almost as soon as the image was posted, however, Twitter users discovered the symbol is actually used by the Raelian movement a religious cult which believes humanity was created by extraterrestrials. So this is where Patrick was talking about before, with seeding, Euralian movement, intelligent design for atheists. See? Washington Post. Now here is a Washington Post article from 2002. It's a very short article. Listen to this, December 28th, 2002. Raelians believe cloning holds the key to immortality. When he was taken aboard a flying saucer in 1973, the founder of the Raelian religion says, a green-skinned extraterrestrial greeted him with the question, aren't you sorry that you didn't bring your camera? Because the former racing car, racing car enthusiast who calls himself, calls himself Rail has no photos to back up his story, he and his estimated 55,000 followers in 84 countries have sought other ways to gain attention and credibility, including yesterday's claim that a Raelian company had cloned a human baby. All right. Cloning occupies a central role in the Raelian's beliefs. A 1975 book, Rail says that the extraterrestrials whom he met in a crater of a dormant French volcano gave him a new interpretation of the Bible and explained that humanity was created from the DNA of superior alien scientists named the Elohim. By creating new life from human DNA, he has since said, earthling scientists can unlock the secret to immortality. In addition to promising eternal life, the Raelian creed has attracted adherence with an emphasis on feminism, world peace, tolerance toward gays, sexual, uh, sexuality without guilt, and physical attractiveness. Rail, born in France in 1946 as Claude uh, Vorilhorn, Vorilhorn, wears white suits and his hair gathered in a bun. Bridget Boslier, the Raelian scientist who made yesterday's cloning announcement in Florida, cut a striking figure with a bright orange with bright orange hair, a midriff bearing top, and a black striped hosiery. 
Rail adv advocates a, let's see, a political system of geneocracy. That's rule by geniuses and humanitarianism, a form of social justice that would bar inheritance of any property except a family home. Wow. Rule by geniuses, huh? He also warns that humanity has entered an apocalyptic age that began with the United States dropping the atomic bomb on Japan in 1945 and may end with the return of the Elohim around 2035. One of the Raelian's goals is to build an embassy in Jerusalem to welcome these extraterrestrial creators who name the Hebrew, uh, whose name in Hebrew means God, but which Rael says should be translated as those who came from the sky. To try to win permission for the embassy project from the Israeli government, the Raelians in 1990 changed the original symbol of their religion, a swastika surrounded by a Star of David. Inside the Star of David, there is now a swirling galaxy instead. This photo from the CloneAid website, CloneAid website, shows Rael, the spiritual leader of the Raelian movement and founder of CloneAid, a company that offers a human cloning service. I should ask Jeffrey Peterson about this, if that's who uh, did Nancy Pelosi's. And here is another one, May, May 3rd from this year. Rail awards honorary guide title to Elon Musk. This is back in May, okay? Las Vegas, May 3rd, 2022, PR Newswire. Quote, I have decided to award the title of honorary guide of humanity to Elon Musk, said Rail, spiritual leader of the International Raelian Movement, in a statement released this week by the IRM. Musk, who recently called himself a free speech absolutist, will, through his purchase of Twitter, hopefully bring about a renewed era of social media, said Thomas Ken Kenzig, Raelian guide and leader of the U.S. Raelian Movement. Quote, after years of increased content moderation by all major platforms, which are in the hands of very few companies, the fundamental right, human right, of free speech has been more and more stifled, Kanzig explained. Hopefully Musk's acquisition of Twitter means the tide is turning. Well, I guess we share similar enthusiasm, but obviously there's something else at play here. Now here's the final, the final bit by John Carroll. Could the information above have been the true reason why Elon Musk banned Ye from Twitter? Was Ye trying to expose a secret about Elon's family and his ties to the Raelians? Finally, there are two other details about this story that deserve attention. First, the creation story taught by the Raelians is in line with some theories about the end goal of Project Bluebeam. If a fake alien invasion is staged by the powers that be and the aliens are peaceful, the story, like Raelians, is supposed to be used to undermine the faith in Christianity. Second, Ye's Instagram post ends with, let's unify and find out, L-U-A-F-O. Given the cryptic messaging between those in the know and about what's really happening in the world, this acronym is probably something we should keep in the back of our minds. It's probably also wise to not dismiss Ye's presidential campaign as a joke. While most political analysts think he doesn't have a chance of winning, we should consider that the success or failure of the campaign might be subjective. It's entirely possible that the goal of the campaign isn't to win the White House, but to achieve something else entirely. 
Well, the other thing there too, I thought is I thought is interesting. If we're going to talk about Bluebeam now, is that Elon Musk, if he's in any way, shape, or form tied in with something like that, I mean, I think he has a leg up in in being able to with that that Starlink, with those those ridiculous levels of satellites just crossing and thatching the sky it's really it's something else who knows who knows you also have to remember uh, depending on whose timeline is playing out here if we're talking about the Illuminati timeline the one that was actually put together by Adam Weishaupt and that was intercept we have to talk about all these stories the interception of that manuscript that the that the carrier out there in France could have been struck by lightning and have all this exposed. It's interesting that all of this was supposed to come and and build up toward a final social cataclysm. And that cataclysm, you know, the building up of things like communism, we've talked about this in the past, communism being a red herring. Even if you don't go into the esoteric and you don't go into the Illuminati powers that be uh, uh, theories and, and all that stuff, you still have to look at the actual objective reality of communism. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's actually a, a far more aggressive form of uh, of capitalism in many ways. You have to be very conservative in the way that you you manage a, a communist state. The thing is that you're you're dealing, you're regulating people. You're regulating people and. And the people at the top, they, they, they live like the most lavish lifestyles. The communists itself, those who are the leaders of the party, they in no way, shape, or form are living like monks. Communism is for the people, not, not for the communist. So it's, um, it's, all, it's all something else. What does it give you? It gives you class warfare. It gives you um, class warfare. It gives you uh, uh, race warfare. Of course, gender, everything else, it divides, it divides, it divides, and it burns out faith. Communism was a way of destroying all of the traditional governments in Europe and around the world. It was designed, it was actually designed by these Illuminati types as a social mind virus that can take care of all that. And what it was really going to do, as some people theorize, as it has been for hundreds of years now that it was going to bring us to a point where it will undermine Christianity and it will bring about a major cataclysm that actually brings Christians against atheists and in that big cataclysm you were able to wipe the world of both of them away because those who really want to take control are not atheists at all they are Luciferians they do believe they do believe in a much bigger spiritual picture here. They do not believe. They think that atheists are just as, as uh, uh, they're just useful idiots. So this right here is interesting in that respect because it goes into the whole, um, the whole building up toward that cataclysm. And what could it be? Could Project Bluebeam be a part of it? We've already seen how under certain uh, high-pressure circumstances, like in 2020, that's why I kept calling COVID Project Flu Beam, because it's just, if you replace virus with gray aliens, 
Shit, we 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 failed that test. We failed that test. It just wasn't UFOs coming from the sky. It was just it was microbes that you couldn't see. It's like going to a flea circus. Going to a flea circus. That's what 2020 was. The great flea circus that made the world stand still. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It's 8.30. We come back. It's your calls, some other thoughts, and then we're done. The day, the week has officially been kicked off. Don't go. Wait a second. What time is it? I mean, do I have anything else lined up? Hold on. Hold on a hot minute. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm saving that for tomorrow. So we're going to go right to calls right now. 914-595-6953. Let me see what you think about this. It's a nice little chunk of crazy that I thought would be great to sit back and kick around with you guys. And uh, and from there, who knows what else. I would like to go back to the, the, the chats. I'll get all of your super chats in. Make sure everybody's feeling good. Dan Theater says, I highly agree with you on Pantera and Charlie Beyonce. It sounds amazing. Love your show. Keep it real. Thank you so much, Dan. Here's a call from Donna. How are you, Donna? Oh, my gosh. Hi, Frank. Let me walk out of the room. You got it. Um, I wanted to call. It is so ironic that they're talking about clones today. There is a link, and it would be so worth pulling up on YouTube that I just saw last week, and it was KJ's What Happened had posted it, and it was from Grim Refar, R-E-E-F-A-R, on YouTube. And it was from the Vault of Horrors, and it said an underground government facility that was showing clones basically hanging on hooks. And it really, it said they were clones, but it looked, like actual bodies of humans and i used to do graphics quite a bit and i still do to some extent and it i can't even make sense of it but they all have a slit on the right side of their neck it's a real quick clip and it's the first thing but you have to go to grim Refar. And go under and look. There's a clip that says Vault of Horrors, and it's episode two. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I saw Elon the other day, and he had a slit on the right side of his neck. And doing? I had even mentioned to my husband Hold about on. it before I even saw the video of the, all these bodies that look like the insides have been taken out, and they all have a slit on the right side of their neck. Well, you said Elon Musk, Elon Musk has a slit on the right side of his neck? I, yes, he does. I don't if he, know if he has it all the time, <laughs> but I can find video, and I'll email it to you, of where he had like a three-inch slit down at the bottom of his, you know, kind of right where your chest bone starts to hit. Uh, it's true. It's actually and true. He does. You're right. He does. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> if, you, if you go pull up, if you, if you don't, if you have the time, go to Grim Refar on YouTube, and it's almost an impossible video to find, except if you go there, he has it broken out in his list under Vault of Horrors. And it's episode two. Well, okay, well, okay. And, and you say, and, and they are supposedly clones, you say? Well, that's what, you know, he says, and this is, it's been up for, it's been there for like two years ago, although it's hard to find. Okay. And, in fact, KJ had said he keeps, anytime he posts it, it keeps getting taken down. But 
he says they're clones, but he's either way, it's it's just nefarious. You see, they're older people, and like their faces are bruised, and they don't have. It is bizarre. And again, I I did graphics, and I I I looked pretty closely at that stuff most of the time, and I was I had it up on my big screen, and. It's bizarre. It's nefarious either way. I, I well, it's, yeah. It's the imagery, the imagery like that in itself, it doesn't even matter. And, and thank you for the call, Donna. I have to think about this here too. Um, I uh, obviously, when you come by imagery like that, it's supposed to evoke a um, an emotional response, especially if you're creeped out. You see something as ghoulish as that, and I don't know. Uh, we've talked about cloning. First of all, it's ridiculous for anybody to think that it's impossible. It is, A, not impossible. What we are doing, what what we have, the, the things that we have listened to, the presentations we have listened to from sanctioned members of our intelligence community to come out and talk about new new defense projects and things like that on a biological level, cloning is, 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 is so... It's so ridiculously basic of an idea. And to think that there's any kind of ethical restraints, it's just ridiculous. I remember being in in um, Acadia National Park and we were taking that trolley ride around Cadillac Mountain, Lauren and I, in 2018. And, and there in the middle of the, the park... We're get taking the ride, and there is Jackson Laboratory. So what? What was this? They said it's a genetic laboratory right in the middle of Acadia National Park. And I'm looking over to Lauren. I said, I can't even imagine what's in the subterranean levels of that damn thing. Now, we're taking a nice, leisurely, beautiful day to ourselves, looking at all the wild blueberries growing, getting some nice uh, nice views of the of the pink granite. All around the all around the uh, the area of Acadia National Park, and there's probably some kind of a a hybrid chimeric monster kicking around that may not even be uh, may not even have its origins in this dimension. You just never know. So I don't. I always. I never discount that. I don't have any proof, but you know, when you think about the brave new world trajectory that we are on and you think about all of the people who are very very uh, excited about controlling the population and this and that you see those stories about uh, oh look you know transhumanism transgenderism childlessness uh, planned parenthood especially when you're talking about um, population collapse at the same time they're trying to say oh we can we can create babies with throuples you know, if you happen to be one of those uh, threesome couples, you can all contribute a little bit of DNA each and have a child that is, uh, you know, is a Frankenstein of all three of you. So we're getting into we're getting into the massaging, the normalization of designer babies. They also have those artificial wombs that you see. It wasn't too long ago. They had the artificial womb with a the lamb. There was a lamb, which is symbolic in itself. Inside of the artificial womb, it's a, it looks like almost like a fully developed lamb about to be born, but it's in this plastic bag with, I guess, is 
a, uh, a some kind of a synthetic amniotic fluid. It's moving around. It's you know it's wiggling around. But it's it's on like a lab table, and there's a lamb inside this amniotic sac, all plastic, all whatever, just being grown in a lab. I'm saying to myself, this is it, to, for for me to think because the original 4chan thread that they were putting out there about because I was reading through that thread I put it into the the discord over the weekend I said you guys you got to read this crazy shit that thread was going into deeper all the offshoot conversations were going deeper into again revisiting the idea of celebrity clone cloning specifically celebrity cloning um that there's a certain type of person that is bred for this kind of thing and that uh, it's been going on for a long, long time. Those threads are always very interesting because it's very hard to discount them right off the bat or entirely. There's things that you say, okay, all right, we're getting off track here, or I don't know, I don't know. There's always that doubt, always that doubt. But that would be uh, that would be a little bit more toward that brave new world kind of situation. Really would be. As you know, in there, they have everybody's being bred specific to their genetic class. And inside of each class and every designation, you are responsible for certain types of duties. You know, you have those the alphas, the, 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 the betas, the gammas, the zeta, whatever it is. They put them all, all throughout the classes there. So they actually do produce elite genius level people who are going to be in the administrative levels they do produce people who are doing mid work people who do the grunt work the ditch diggers stuff like that it's just that instead of having a pyramid a pyramid based um civilization where you have the mass at the bottom and it goes up to the top they're trying to make it so that it's a perfect column and it's and it's just perfectly neatly uh organized and managed and it's what everybody at Davos and the World Economic Forum are talking about all the time. When they have that little squirrely Chinese guy talking about how we can genetically engineer human beings to be smaller so that they don't take up as much energy, that we could engineer them so that they all are, one way or another, more averse to meat-based diets, that they have some kind of a, a gut, uh, a gut, a chronic gut situation where... I mean, they're pretty much allergic to meat so that we can get away from this feeling that we're so privileged enough to eat beef whenever we, we'd like. They, they talk about it all the time. All of the time. So to think that we are on a Agenda 2030 slash 2050 trajectory and they don't already have all the technologies and all of the things, all the systems worked out I mean, we are in a slow transition based on what they know about our psychology and what we are able to accept and what we need nurturing for for a little while. Well, we need some kind of an impetus, some kind of a reason to accept it as a uh, as an idea that's worth entertaining or, oh, well, yeah, well, this did happen. So we have to do that. Look how we accept the covid. Nobody would ever nobody would have ever said yes to locking down the world. Man. So I think I think it's already figured out. It has to be figured out for a long time now. 
All right, let's take another call. Let's see here. Let's see here. John, what's going on? Hey, Frank. Buddy, the clone pill is one big suppository to take. Oh, yeah? But it is absolutely it is absolutely the truth, though. What do you There's know no about it? anyone can deny. What do you know that, about it, John? That it is happening. Well, I haven't met a clone that I know of personally, but um, it goes all the way back to, to Fritz Lang, 1927 Metropolis, where he shows exactly what is going on, which is the transference of a human soul into a robotoid clone of Maria. And pretty much everything in that movie, even though, you know, the critics, you know, like H.G. Wells said it was a silly little movie and I know it does, I know it gets panned a lot critic, you know, from the critics, but I really think that pretty much everything that's shown in the movie is what we're living through. You know, that's the other thing. your children to Moloch. That's the other thing there too. When you talk about transference of the soul, um, they have been talking, talking to us about the concept of digital immortality for a long time, which sounds like a, a, a big, a big scam as it is. But even if it was possible to put a soul inside of a machine, you would never, that's not humanity. That is literally becoming the ghosts that are trapped inside of the Ghostbusters trap at, at you know, in New York. That's sure. it. You're, you're in, you're putting yourself into a trap. That's uh that's ridiculous, but on the well, other we'll, hand, we'll look, at, we'll look at we'll look at Frankenstein, right? Mary Shelley. How far back does that go, right? And they're yep. talking about reanimating a body, and and you know, it's just you know, the the information is all there. I know it's a it's a big pill. It took me a long time before I finally came to the conclusion that there's no other explanation for certain things. You know, I'm sure you saw. You know, I'm sure you've seen on the board. You know, Obama has nine clones. Trump has seven clones. I'm, I'm sure you've seen, seen some of the posts. And I have to say, it's it's, it's probable. Well, here's the thing. Probable. I don't, I don't, I, here's the thing, John, right? and, and thank you for the call, because I if, I, if I'm going to do these talks, which I love doing them, I have to play devil's advocate. And let me, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you 30 seconds to, to answer this question. If it is, yeah. if this is just the way it is, that Obama has six clones, Trump has seven clones. Where the hell are all the whistleblowers? There's got to be one person who says, uh, "These." I mean, like someone, a, a secret Nicki service. Nicki Minaj. Who? Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj said that everybody has clones. Nicki Minaj went on her Twitter and said, "We have to stop the cloning. It's evil." What? And there's been other rappers too that have come out and said, and they've said that they were clones. <clears throat> numerous, numerous ones. That's why Kanye is just the latest talking about clones. And I mean, I think right there, that tells you right there. I mean, he's putting out some, you know, life-threatening information, you know, putting his life in danger. And, and just like Elon said, you know, that his chance of getting assassinated is, is quite good. And, and what is Kanye talking about? He's talking about he's a clone, that Elon's a clone, right? Petri dish. And then Obama was one as well. And Nicki Minaj put out a tweet talking about we have to stop the cloning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He 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 was making he made the, I forgot about the Petri dish comment. Well, thank you for the call, John. That's a good one. Let me see. That's uh 
I'm looking for the Nicki Minaj tweet. Nicki Minaj deleted this tweet. My fears... Wait, wait. This is from Facebook. Illuminati exposed media from 2016. I don't know. It could be real. I, I don't know. Does anybody have an actual... It says a deleted tweet. Nicki Minaj deleted this tweet after she tweeted recently on Twitter. Talk about redundant. Now, whether this photo is real or not, cloning is in fact real and is a scientific fact. Oh, okay. Well, the tweet supposedly says, my team, uh, my tears have dried and I know that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Searching for people who can relate. Hashtag stop human cloning. I never seen it before. It's the first time I'm even hearing about it. But the petri dish thing is is interesting. Hey Art, what's going on? Art from New York. I have the big pleasure of sharing the moment and then calling on behalf of the Wells, dying in um, the South, like uh, New Zealand. They were in the thousands, and uh, if I connect the momentum of the wells have no meaning of dying as the youth in America needs to wake up and make a voice. What, wait, wait, what, what do you, I'm sorry, Art, you said something about New Zealand. Are you talking about cloning or what would you say? No, no, I'm saying that uh, a lot of wells died in New Zealand. Thousands. Whales. Whales, you mean? Yes. Whales, whales. Okay, I didn't know this. And if I take the silence of the whales where they were dying in New Zealand and keep the spectrum and bring it to, to, to the youth of America to wake up and take charge of their future. I see October 12th, 477 stranded whales die on remote New Zealand islands. I did not know this. This is more than that. It's more than that. You know, Art, there's been a lot of very strange things going on with um, yeah, with an, an, animal behavior. Animals going in circles and the, things the, like wa- that. Walking in circles for days, yes, yeah, stuff like that. Very weird things. The animals are acting odd. But, uh, Frank, why wouldn't we ask the question for our youth to wake the heck up? and to be in charge of their future. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, we try. I guess uh, try every day. This, this show really does, does have a, a slant toward the, the, the new generation. I'd love to get a hold of them more, but um, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, eventually, Art, it's just going to be unavoidable, and... It's gonna it, maybe not this this generation, but maybe Aurora's generation. That just might be where it is. Oh no 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 no! Don't don't get me wrong. I'm just going to give you the credit of having the greatest cojones on YouTube. You're the only one opening the line for listeners, and they hope that like, all listeners won't take it for granted. I don't. I don't see any any YouTuber making a momentum of a change because nobody opened the the door. 
Nobody opened the line to make the difference. And here you are. It's not a freaking given spectrum of eternity. Boy, you were born for that, man. You're so good. God bless you, brother. Well, th- I, I appreciate you, man. It's good to hear from you again. Call in more often, too. I will. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. All right. I hope, I hope that um, we're able to do more of this and that it doesn't... We do a lot of good guys. We do. Getting together, I am happy to report that quite a few people from this show have gone out and run for local office, have one local office. Uh, I get emails from people who were inspired by any number of appearances from Chris Ann Hall or... Um, you know, one one or another. Think about the. Uh, I I can't tell you, and I'm sure Jay Gulanello can tell you too. How many times I've gotten emails about talks I've had with Jay about nutrition, how it's changed their lives. Had I've had a good amount of people, at least a handful of people, who have told me that they've lost over 125 pounds after starting to watch this show and picking up. The, I mean, this is about. I hope my intention is that this show could be about the betterment of humanity through conversation about meaningful issues and sometimes um, controversial ones. But there should be nothing controversial about mental health and physical health and everything else. So I think I think we're doing all right. And that, as a tenant going into the future, that'll be good. That'll be good to build on. Now, I'm going to be taking more call, uh, more emails from people throughout the evening tomorrow we'll be back on at seven o'clock and doing a doing a little bit more of the, the good stuff we'll see what the the headlines bring us but aside from that right into the show let me know what you're thinking uh send me any any really you know awesome stuff that you think we should talk about i love reading it all uh get a lot of good ideas and get on to the forum and take part in some of those threads not only the ones that i feature up there there's a lot of great people who are on the quite frankly forum building new threads and just having conversations every day uh investigating things together it's really it's really awesome to do and that's what we need now i do have to say something else um and i'm going to have to i'm gonna i need some time to put my thoughts together on this one because it's going to take some time and uh, and the subject matter deserves a little bit more uh, attention paid to it. But I lost another titan in my life over the weekend. At least I learned about I learned about another very, very, very hard loss. Um, few a few of you uh, in this audience know her. Because, but she hasn't, because uh, she hasn't called in, in quite a, a few years, maybe about four, four years or so. But before then, I mean, uh, it's been even longer since she had her own show, from our studio, that she co-hosted with my father, her best friend, and I. It's my, um, my dear friend Pam, maiden name Palmer. Pam Palmer, that's the name I grew up with. Uh, Since I was born, she was around. I always thought that she was like a cousin, and therefore 
her daughter, Maria, I always thought was my cousin. And then we just learned, oh, they're just friends of the family. Anyway, I've known Pam my whole life and um, equally loved by my whole family. She's, she's a writer, a poet, a playwright. Uh, she graduated from my alma mater, cum laude, for uh, literature and spent decades uh, teaching creative writing and just a brilliant, brilliant woman, brilliant person, uproariously funny. Like it's, it, it's, it's uproariously funny person. And, um, and I learned that she, she died and I'm, uh, it, it was very, 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 this one hurts almost as much as Skip because I've known her actually longer than Skip. And uh, she was a writing mentor to me. She edited a lot of, the, all, all, everything I've ever written was edited by her. Those writing sessions, sitting down, making observations, learning learning from her. And um, it's it's just it's just been I don't know. I don't know what to say at this point because I'm I have this numbness inside of me that is only outdone by this feeling of complete disease, unease. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, especially the circumstances surrounding her death are so mysterious and unsettling. Because um, she was gone a couple of days before we even knew. And um, I'm not going to go into any of those details. They are macabre and not a way I even want to think about her. But I'm the executor to her uh, estate so that she asked me a couple of years ago to become. So I'm, I have a new whole new set of life experiences coming my way. Spent the day talking to lawyers and funeral homes and and uh, banks and reading wills and I, I it's so this is this is how we close the year out the way that it's been. This is definitely they say they come in threes. I this is really the 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 big third. I know I've had four deaths um, in my my family, but this is really the big third. And I don't even know what to say. I'm going to memorialize her on this show. Maybe I can do a little bit of that tomorrow when I collect more thoughts. But um, I, I just wanted to put that out there because some of you knew Pam just from her calling in over the years and when she'd do the AMP show for years with my with my father. The AMP show, the, the, the tagline was like the store. And I, I, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna see what, what kind of media I can gather and, and introduce you a little bit to her because this is just another one. And I was able to talk to some of my great friends and sponsors out there on my Sunday stream yesterday. It's just a, um, I don't know, I didn't get much sleep last night. Just, just did not get a lot of sleep. And it's, one of those things but i do like that i get to come here every night and put my my attention into constructive matters because she was a fan of this show and a fan of things the kind of conversations we have and the way i would deliver them because you know a large part of my sense of humor came from people like pam 
growing up around her, uh, people like her, and just needing to understand why things that she and my parents would would say to each other that would make them shriek with laughter. What the hell? I, I need to know why this is funny. The obscure references to films and fashion and using people in our lives as character templates for situational jokes and little absurdities along the way. All that. I, I got a lot of that from people like Pam. And when I go live every night, I, uh, I channel all of that. And I call it all into uh, into recruitment for shows like this. And there'll be a little bit of a memorial memorialization. Got to memorialize her. Got to remember. Got to remember. So, I thank you all for a lot, especially for these times of just being um, listening and 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 company. And I hope that everything is going well for you. And onward we press. Onward we press. That's what we're going. That's what we're going into 2023 with. A lot of just, a lot of, man, I don't know. I'm just kicking down the door, man. You know what I mean? You see, it's one of those things where you start, you start actually thinking, oh, okay, this was just, it was just the year. It was just the number, 2022. That's what was going on there. And all I have to do is put my heel to the door of 2023, and then we're, we're, through, this, we're through the threshold and everything's going to be fine. The numbers change, so, so therefore everything's okay now. That's always a very psychologically pleasing thing to do. But, of course, it's really just about becoming stronger in weak places and doing what you have to do and doing it as well as you can but i appreciate you guys again i'll talk to you tomorrow thanks for everything and uh, watch out for them clones man we'll be back then i'll catch you on the flip side quite frankly is film before live studio audience and remember Everybody get over to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy the rest of their Monday nights. It is Mystery Movie Monday, and it's always going to have a Christmas feeling to it, too. Uh, thank you to Stostube and Long Labia. Thank you for that. Patriot Angie for Liberty. Says, Brother Francis Yellowstone started again. Love you. and Have you and Lauren started it? Yes, indeed. Thank you, Dan Theater. Thank you, Junkyard Frog. And then also to all my great friends on Foxhole. We will see you shortly, and be well.